Welcome to the So She Is podcast. I am your host, Katie Neary, and this podcast is your one-stop shop for all things manifestation, neuroscience, spiritual evolution, and how to tap into your infinite potential and live a life beyond your wildest dreams. I know that you clicking play today is no accident, and I am so grateful for you being here. With that said, let's get this party started. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to So She Is. I am so grateful to be here with you on another beautiful day and to discuss a topic I am so passionate about. But before we jump into today's episode, I just want to preface this with an apology up front if there is any disturbances, any weird cuts, or if you hear anything in the background. My fiance just had a surgery and my dog can't decide what room he wants to be in and she might need me. And so sometimes I have my podcasting hat on today. Sometimes I've had my nurse hat on. And by me, I'm hoping to edit this all out so it's smooth and it's an enjoyable listening experiences. But if there's any bumps or anything that feels off, it just me saying this to you takes my perfectionism out and just allows me to enjoy this a little bit more. So with that said, Today's episode is all about the subconscious mind and the laws in which it works and laws or rules, we could really call it. And there's 19 of them. And I've studied and learned most of them in Manifestation Babe Academy, which was a five-month-long intense certification program on all things manifestation. And it was the best thing I've ever done in my entire life and really is what I accredit all my success to. And that's where I learned most of these. And I felt like 19 would just take way too long to go through, just felt very heavy. So I felt like taking the top seven that I feel are most important or that just really stood out to me. And I could maybe make this a multiple parter, but I also tried to summarize some of the other shorter ones into the the seven that I'm going to share. But if this is something that feels really good and like, oh, I want to know more, then we will dive into all 19. But we're starting with these seven for today. And my point in sharing these is because awareness makes anything possible for anyone. And once you understand and have the awareness of how to access that possibility, like it's game over because life is limitless when you understand you are limitless. And Sometimes with rules or laws that could feel very constricting, like, no, I'm a free spirit, like, no, (laughs) and reject the rules. But the rules, the universe is always conspiring in your favor, and it only wants you to win. And so when we talk about laws or rules, I want you to think of like a bowling alley and the bumpers on the side are like how the laws and rules work. And it's just the universe guiding you back to the end goal of getting to the pins when you're bowling that's the bumpers are the laws and rules and so it's not here to hinder you or it's only here to amplify and make your life more enjoyable the more and the more aware you are and the more you know how they work the straighter your ball is going to go towards the pins and truthfully these rules and laws are where manifestation become an autopilot experience and because once something's ingrained in the subconscious mind and you have the ability to work with your subconscious mind and not allow it to work you, it takes very little effort for 
your manifestations to show up in your reality because you're the really it's it is on autopilot and I think that's enough preface let's jump in to rule number one rule number one the subconscious mind doesn't know good from bad or right from wrong now I forgot to mention this so I just want to throw out there your subconscious mind is your inner zero to seven year old because there's something called the critical faculty that I'm going to go over in one of these laws, but that is not formed until you're the, at the age of seven. So all of the subconscious mind is this programming that went into you before the age of seven. So now I want to move on to this rule number one again. It doesn't know good from bad or right from wrong. So the subconscious mind does not judge or analyze. It only accepts things as the way that they are. And everything is accepted as truth. So it's very subjective truth, but it feels like objective truth. And when things are getting programmed in the subconscious mind, there is no judgment of what the program is. I, I want you to think of it like planting seeds into the ground. The ground does not care what's being planted. I mean, with the right conditions, it'll grow whatever is in the soil. And you can think of the subconscious mind as the ground and the programs as the seeds. And since the subconscious mind doesn't know good from bad or right from wrong, anything that lives in the subconscious mind is deemed as normal. I think some examples will really help explain this law in real time and how it shows up. So basically, if you grew up in an abusive household, you may believe that families hurt one another. And that's normal. That's the truth. If your mother always or was always ashamed of her body or how her body looked, you will grow up believing that it's normal to hate your body and being on strict diets is just kind of the way life works, right? And a more positive example would be if you grew up in a loving household, you'll believe that all relationships have love. So it can vary, but those are just some examples of how there's no good or bad or right or wrong. It just accepts it as the truth. And that is why renormalizing and rewiring is such an essential process in your spiritual evolution because it is subjective truth that you can't you are in control of it just takes a little bit of tapping into rule number two the subconscious mind is wired to serve by obeying commands so the subconscious mind obeys the conscious mind's commands and by commands i am referring to desires intentions and standards for what you want to attract into your life And the conscious mind gives that suggestion to the subconscious mind. And the subconscious mind accepts these suggestions as commands. And the subconscious mind is the one that's just really responsible for organizing your reality to fulfill these commands. Now, I just mentioned the critical faculty. And the critical faculty is that thing that comes on at age seven. It's like basically like the conscious mind. And it's the only barrier to the commands. It really acts as a firewall in the mind between the conscious and the subconscious mind. And you can overcome this barrier through things like repetition or hypnosis or EFT or subliminals and really just using your imagination. Because 
using imagination is so powerful because the subconscious mind cannot tell the difference between what's real or what's imagined. And I'm sure most of you guys have heard of like studies on visualization and things like that in the world of performance or sports. And it's so true. There's so many studies out there where someone's physically doing the act and someone's visualizing it. And with the muscle testing, it shows that the muscles fire the exact same way when you're visualizing something happening. And it's because the subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between what's real and imagined. And for that, it's really important to give crystal clear orders and or commands to follow for the subconscious mind to follow and to be so intentional with your visualizations and to just, yeah, essentially be really clear. And it's why being specific is so important in manifestation. Because for example, let's say you're like, I want more money. Well, without specificity, the subconscious mind processes it as, okay, you want more money. That's a command. Got it. That could literally mean $1, $5, one cent for all that matters. Like if you're saying I want more money, well, since the subconscious mind is going to obey your command, you might find a penny on the ground. And that doesn't feel like more money, does it? No. So if you, this is where you can take it and be crystal clear. Like I want $100 or something better. I want $100,000 or something better. I want a million dollars or something better. And I always say or something better to allow the universe to do her thing and to bring in the abundance that she wants to. But by just saying I want more money, like, yeah, you probably will walk past a couple pennies on the street or a quarter or a nickel. And then it doesn't feel like it. But I mean, the subconscious mind like checks the box like, okay, we did it. Great. (laughs) And it's the last point I have on this is that the subcon- when the subconscious mind deems something as important, it can't help but bring it into physical reality. It is the basis of a self-fulfilling prophecy. And I just want you to remember that and be in your power in that because it's you against you at the end of the day. Rule number three, the subconscious mind cannot hold opposing beliefs. This is the basis of cognitive dissonance, which is the psychological stress when you believe something to be true and then you are presented with evidence for that thing that proves it's actually false. And people kind of go into one of two ways. They could either deny it, like deny the evidence completely. You could argue it. You could explain it away and just try to justify it. Or completely reject the new information because it conflicts with what you your existing beliefs are. Or you can shift the belief because of the new evidence. And this is why you must have congruence between what you want and what you believe in order to actually receive it. If you want more money because you believe it will make you happier but you also believe that money is bad or the root of all evil, and it'll create this incongruence and cause this psychological distress. And newsflash, the subconscious mind's emotions and beliefs will always outweigh any conscious desire or thought. So the conscious desire is I want more money. 
because it's going to make you happier. But the subconscious emotion and belief is like money ruined my entire family and my entire childhood and it's the root of all evil and that's what my parents told me and I believe it. And that incongruence will never allow you to receive what you want. You must have congruence between what you want and what you believe in order to actually receive it. And that is the rule of why that the subconscious mind simply cannot hold opposing beliefs. Rule number four, the subconscious mind represses memories with unresolved negative emotions. So the subconscious mind is the limbic and the reptilian brain. And that basically are the two parts of the brain that are in charge of your emotions and your body's vital functions. And the subconscious mind represses anything that hasn't been resolved yet. And that's why sometimes when you start doing the work, it can be way more emotional or heavy and That doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. It actually means you're doing something right because energy or emotions are energy in motion and they provide us cues for what's going on in our mind, in the body. And emotions can be released once they're felt, but once they're not, if they're not properly felt, they'll be repressed again and go back into the body and the energetic field. And as corny or lame or overused as this line is, you gotta feel it to heal it. Anything that comes up from a dark place or feels heavy or like feels scary and you want to look away is already within you. And what's coming up is going. What's coming is going. That's a mantra I use all the time. And by feeling it, you are literally moving it out of your body on a cellular cellular level. And that's where things like screaming into pillows or rage dancing or crying in a spot like your car or in the shower where you feel free to fully and completely release the stuck emotions are so key. I mean, the, the things my poor dog witnesses, I, I always joke if he could talk. He would probably talk to other dogs like, oh yeah, my mom rage dances with headphones on and then screams into pillows and beats up our couch, basically. How does your mom process emotions? (laughs) But seriously, when these unresolved emotions come up, we have to allow them to exist without judgment. And I know I say the word like get curious all the time, but it's because curiosity takes the judgment out of it. So ask curiously, like, oh, like, what's co- what is this coming up? And that non-judgmental element is so key because judgment puts it right back into our energetic field because it was basically relabeled as something bad because we judged it. It's also important to keep in mind that the subconscious mind will bring up unresolved emotions when there's an opportunity for them to heal. And the subconscious mind will draw in or attract experiences for healing because the subconscious mind always wants balance and harmony or congruence like I just mentioned in the previous law. And there is this part of your brain called the reticular reticular activating system. And I'm going to call it RAS from now on. But this is basically the thing that filters all the information you take in on a daily basis to basically help you not go insane. Because without it, we would take everything in. And the RAS is a whole podcast topic in itself. But basically, like how you decide you want to, like it's an example. It's like how when you decide you want to buy a car and then suddenly you see that car everywhere. 
it's because your subconscious mind made it important. And now your filters are looking for it in a sense. Like you're now filtering out the other cars and you only really see that car. And the RADs will filter things into your life that will be opportunities to heal the unresolved trauma. So the next time shit hits the fan, look at it as the universe providing an opportunity to heal and just see if that helps that situation shift. Rule number five, the subconscious mind is wired to seek more. And this is why you should never, ever, ever feel guilty for wanting more out of your life. You are literally designed to expand with the universe because science shows that the universe is always expanding. Therefore, if you are staying the same or staying stagnant, you are actually shrinking. And yes, the concept of more could feel very egoic or greedy or all of that ickiness. So it's important that when we are seeking more, it's not from a place of ego Like it'll bring something outside of yourself to you or it'll fill a void within you. Because yeah, people often paint a picture of manifestation or wanting more out of their life as acquiring more goods or more stuff. And that that just doesn't translate. Like (laughs) manifestation isn't, okay, I bought my dream house and my dream car. Now it's time to buy more dream houses and more dream cars. This seeking more and this place from the subconscious mind can be, I want more passion. I want more fulfilling relationships. I want more laughter. I want to serve more people. I want more babies. I want to receive more money. Like that list goes on and on and on. And I know I said this before, but it's just so important to remember that it is the human design to expand and you should never, ever feel shame for wanting more out of your life. Rule number six, the subconscious mind hides the shadow self from the conscious self. The shadow self is hidden to protect negative emotions like shame or things you're ashamed of or basically anything you don't want other people to see or even allow yourself to see. But the kicker here is that the subconscious mind always projects the shadow self into your reality, which in turn is constantly revealing itself all around you. And everyone and everything is a mirror to what what your subconscious mind has inside of it. And since your subconscious mind is in charge of all your projections, everything that's being projected outward is just a reflection of what's going on inward. And here's a fun fact. Every single part of yourself that you have not accepted Um, or hated within yourself will project as qualities you dislike in others. And I always say this to people that I'm close to, like just like embrace your cringe. Get curious of your cringe and observe when another human triggers you or annoys you because there is more there than what the conscious mind can see. And it actually is like a little mini portal into your own depths of your shadow. And then on the flip side, if there is good, like there's always good qualities in the shadow, meaning every single part of yourself that you have not recognized or aspects of yourself that you have repressed will be qualities that you admire in other people. Like, wow, she's so confident and brave and I could never do that. But wow, she can totally pull that off. Newsflash, you can. That confidence and freedom is also repressed in the shadow. 
it's just like maybe when you were a kid, someone like had you dim your light and therefore like that also gets thrown into the shadow just like the things that you hate about yourself get thrown into the shadow. It's both light and dark. And this is why integrating the shadow self is how you change your life. Without integrating your shadow, you will always be living with some sort of mask on. And each and every one of us has every single quality within the collective. And the faster we can accept that and the faster we can integrate that, then the faster we can get back into balance and harmony, not only individually, but collectively. Rule number seven, it keeps you safe at all cost. So the subconscious mind contains the blueprint for your physical body and does everything to preserve it. It has a blueprint of the physical body now and the physical body in perfect perfect health. And the subconscious mind communicates with all of your cells, always telling them how to behave. So sometimes when you're thinking of your dream life, it can feel unsafe. And that lack of safety often depends on your belief system and what you believe is possible for you or what you witnessed growing up. And if you associate your dream life with failure or sacrifice or something bad will happen to you or someone you love... Your subconscious mind will make sure you do not achieve the things you want um, all in an effort to keep you safe. And I say safe with quotes for obvious reasons because it's not really safe. It's just that blueprint of safe. And an example for this is if I'm successful, then I'll have to work super hard and then I'll have little to no free time because that's what I witnessed in my mom or dad growing up. And therefore, I will not be able to be the parent or spouse I want to be for my family. And with a belief system like that, the subconscious mind will make sure that level of success can never, ever happen. And obviously, that's not how your train of thoughts go. But it's important to get to those layers so then you can actually see like where the threat in your safety is in living your dream life. And it's super important to keep in mind that the subconscious mind gravitates towards what's familiar rather than the unknown. Even if that familiarity is very toxic, it feels safer than the unknown. And that's why sometimes people get stuck in toxic situations because it feels safe because it feels known versus if they were to leave a toxic situation, then that's unknown. That feels way less safe to their subconscious mind. And that's just such a huge, important chunk of gold there to keep in mind next time you see yourself or someone you love in a toxic situation. And it feels just like confusing as to why they why they can't just leave. So I know that was seven rules or laws and I just am feeling generous and I wanted to give an eighth little rule or law because I think it's very appropriate to summarize or just tie this all together and a great note to end on. And that is rule number eight, the subconscious mind creates less resistance to each new suggestion that is acted upon. And this is one I have mentioned in previous episodes. But I wanted to remind you all because I think all the new information I just shared could feel overwhelming or like, fuck, I have a lot to work on or like, where do I begin? And that's why I wanted to include this one in this episode. So every time you act on a new suggestion or command, 
that you've given to your subconscious mind, your subconscious mind becomes less and less resistant to change. And this is why tiny actions build up over time into large success. And it's the basis of momentum and every step you take to become that most expanded, highest version of yourself, the steps will just continue to get easier and easier. And it's like going from taking one step at a time into a walk, into a run, into a sprint, and then suddenly you're a marathon runner because the resistance to running in the first place is gone. And I just think that's so important and just have grace with yourself and that famous quote, like it's the start that stops most people is something to keep in mind. But once you start, it just gets easier. And I hope today's episode was comprehensible. I know this is a lot of, a lot in one topic and I just am open to answer any questions that may have come up. I always love getting DMs. I love seeing the Instagram posts. Uh, I am on a mission to get to the top 200 at the moment. So if you could write a review, give five stars, that just helps us grow, expand. If you could share this to a friend who you think might benefit, I would absolutely love that. I love you all so, so, so much. Have a great rest of your day. And I love you. I love you. I love you. Goodbye. If you enjoyed today's episode, please send it to a friend. Tag us on Instagram at, at so she is underscore podcast and leave a five-star review so we can help build, grow, and expand this podcast to anyone who it needs to reach. Thanks so much, and we'll see you in the next episode.